This is California School News Radio with your host, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We're here live on California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on WSRadio.com, we bring you the newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communication, and with me, as always, is Drew Schlossberg of the San Diego Union Tribune. Welcome, Drew. How are you doing there, Kevin? Well, you know, we are in our very first heat wave of the year up here. Uh, it's boiling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Down here, too. <laughs> um, yeah, well, but even hotter is our program this morning, and we have a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right to it. Uh, Turnaround Arts California was created in 2014 with financial support from renowned architect and philanthropist Frank Geary and is the regional administrator to the National Turnaround Arts Program, established under the leadership of former First Lady Michelle Obama. And under the direction of the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. Turnaround Arts California seeks to fuel school change through the arts, establish art as a foundational subject, and most importantly, bring art education to the areas that need it the most. And they accomplish this through a network that embraces uh, regional art programs and celebrity artists, and of course, a laser focus on reaching out to students in the community. And here with us this morning is the president and co founder of Turnaround Arts California. Melissa Shriver. Welcome to California School News Radio to you, Melissa. Thank you so much. Oh, it's an honor to have you on the program. <laughs> uh, I'd like to introduce you uh, to Drew Slosberg, my uh, colleague and co-host. Uh, has a lot of experience with the uh, school districts himself. Uh, Melissa, you've made it your life's work to be an advocate for art in the classroom. It is clearly your passion. So uh, tell us about, I guess it was kind of like a chance meeting maybe with Frank Geary that kind of got this ball rolling. And, 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 and tell us how you became a part of this amazing program. Well, um, I went to public school in California, elementary, middle, and high school, and then I went to public university in California, UCLA. So I'm a big believer, and I benefited myself. So I feel that if it's good enough for me and my own children, it's got to be good enough for all kids. Um, I was appointed to the California Arts Council by my sister-in-law, Maria Shriver, when she was the first lady. And I met Frank Gehry during my uh, tenure at the California Arts Council when we were promoting the California Arts license plate. And we had some digital billboards donated to us by Clear Channel. And we asked iconic California artists, you know, everybody from Harrison Ford to um, Frank Gehry. And um, <laughs> so we asked all of these people to Jack Black. And, and I, when I met Frank Gehry, you know, he came to our big launch. We had a launch at, um, at Sony Studios and it was, you know, a very big deal. And I was thrilled to meet him. And so he was interested in our work, wanted to help us promote arts education in the state. And he said to me, when you're done with this California Arts Council, when you turn off, I'd love to hire you because I'd like to set up a family foundation, and my interest is arts education in public schools. Yeah, you know, he, he's mentioned that, you know, he's just spent decades, um, you know, bring, you know uh, in classrooms himself, uh, you know, teaching a little bit about architecture and, and, and trying to get kids uh, involved in these types of uh, endeavors that he is in. Uh, so it seemed to be a perfect fit. 
uh, the, the, you know, the two of you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Frank was doing this in the 70s. In fact, he showed me an old Smithsonian Magazine article that I think it was 1972 or 1974. And he was doing this architecture work with his sister, uh, who is also a teacher. And, you know, it was interesting because in, in those days, nobody had heard this term arts integration. And People didn't really know what that meant, but that's exactly what Frank was doing with his sister. They were doing these architecture projects with students in low-performing schools in Venice, California. And he um, and what he was doing was teaching them math because they would have to calculate the area of a building. He was teaching them about civics. You know, he would say, "What what do we want in our city? What do most cities have to have? Where's the city hall?" Where's the library? There's got to be a school and a hospital. And so he was teaching a lot of content through an arts-integrated, project-based learning module. And so that was in the 70s, and I'm sure people thought he was crazy back then. But, you know, it turns out he was ahead of his time both in architecture and in his ideas about education. A little bit, yeah. I, you know, I love. Uh, for those that maybe aren't familiar with his uh, his work, I, I can I can think of two just in the Los Angeles area. Of course, the Disney Center, the Disney Hall, but then also the the the, the binoculars there in in Venice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I guess it's part of Google now, but before it was an ad agency. And and the first time I saw that the the, the binoculars, I was just like, that, okay, this is crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Um, well, let's bring in Drew Schlossberg, uh, uh, my 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 colleague. Who has a lot of experience working with school districts down in San, uh, San Diego. Drew, come on in here. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, nice to uh, chat with you on this. And uh, I, I got to tell you something. This is music to my uh, ears. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work for the San Diego Unified School District, the eighth largest in the country uh, a billion years ago, basically. And my focus was developing a curriculum, uh, an integrated curriculum, uh, many, many, many years ago. So Frank was, was spot on you know, on this. And uh, if it was up to me, if I was running the world in education, I'd just offer VAPA classes and athletics classes so you can teach any content under the under the sun. How much movement is happening at the district level, whatever the district is, in getting more of um, the uh, the arts in the curriculum and as a absolutely phenomenal integrated tool? Well, all of the districts that we've we've partnered with have kept the the commitment to the arts even after the schools the initial schools have kind of termed out of the program right. it was in, initially supposed to be a three-year commitment and then we kind of saw in the literature that school reform and school transformation doesn't really it takes more like three to five years but all of the so we have schools now in their fifth year going into their sixth year and none of our districts have cut it because i think they do see the value well, I mean, there's so much evidence out there, and we all know this, whether it's the, uh, you know, visual arts or the performing arts, um, and, you know, ton of documentation on the music and plays and theater, how those students that go through this and, you know, the visual arts um, also perform very, very well on uh, standardized tests. That's another uh, topic that uh, I don't want to spend too much time on in that uh, aspect of it. Uh, you know, uh, you've, you've been doing this for quite a while. I imagine the teachers embrace this uh, big time. Oh, I think the teachers feel, I feel like, you know, we're dealing with the lowest performing schools in California. So you have populations that have, you know, suffered through a lot of trauma, poverty, incarcerated parents, food insecurity. And, you know, the teachers have a secondary trauma from, you know, having to 
I, I could imagine, I mean, myself as an empathetic person, you know, if you're in a classroom with a bunch of children who, you know, have abscessed teeth, haven't seen an eye doctor, right. you know, all of the things that affect these children, the teachers are traumatized. And on top of that, you know, I think that after No Child Left Behind passed and, you know, the kind of overemphasizing of English and math and mm. standardized testing, right. you know, many of our teachers have just been scripted. They're they're hamstrung. You know, they can't be creative themselves. And I think that, you know, the basis that, the, you know, education to me is is profoundly relational. And it's hard for a teacher to develop a profound relationship with a student if they're scripted and just kind of teaching to a test. Well, well, I can't agree with you more, and I think one of the exciting things about what you folks have been doing, have been doing for a while, and this other big wave that's coming that I've been fortunate to be involved in, college and career pathways, heaven forbid we actually ask students what they're interested in, right? And so um, what, what a shocker that is, right? Um, and we know what, what goes with that. Kids that are motivated to whatever they're motivated to do are going to significantly raise their abilities in whatever the subject area is. And, of course, you provide that with what you're doing with uh, Turnaround uh, R in this and uh, again um, I, I can't support you more on this and uh, from a loud loud pulpit on this thing here uh, one of these days um, hopefully in my lifetime we're going to actually see that uh, you know this is the way to go it has been the way to go for many many ways and uh, um, just applaud you and uh, all the wonderful people that are working on this effort oh I thank you so much it's been such a privilege for me to do something for California's public school system which gave me so much I'm so grateful, and I feel like all of us as citizens, you know, need to, we need to be investing our time, our treasure, and our efforts and our networks to make, to, you know, feed our public schools. And, you know, I've been studying the neuroscience, the most recent neuroscience on learning. Right. Uh, there's a fabulous woman named Mary Helen Imordino Yang, and she's at USC now. Um, she has been doing MRIs of children's brains, and, you know, she can both show you the compromised brain structure of a child who has really suffered through a lot, uh, many years of poverty, but she can also show you that a student brain, it, it's not in learning mode unless it's emotionally engaged. And there's a certain part of your brain, it's, it's near the brain stem, it's, it's like related to coma, it's that it's that foundational for us as human beings. You're not learning unless you're emotionally engaged. And we know that the arts, kinesthetic learning, dance, theater, music, these are ways to, to emotionally engage students, not just in discrete arts ed subjects, but in all content. And, you know, I would say also that students who have been living in poverty, who come in with a lot of anxiety or, or an over excess of cortisol in their bodies. You know, testing is stressful. Oh, oh Melissa, Melissa, I'm sorry. We, uh, I have to cut you off real quick. We're going to break. Uh, <laughs> there's so much more to talk with Melissa Shriver of Turnaround Arts California uh, on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew. We will be right back after these messages. Don't go away. of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. 
Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. $8,000 to build schools for South African children. After realizing how many people go hungry in San Diego, I now volunteer at a food pantry. I'm spending the next year doing volunteer projects across three countries and helping in ways they designate to be the most helpful. The World Link program at the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice recognizes the potential of youth as agents of social change. Learn how you can help youth become a generation of leaders in action at peace.sandiego.edu. Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of universal talk laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal talk laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find universal talk laws at KenjaDixon.com. In the military, things can change in an instant. Your personal life is just the same. Just like you protect our country, you want your family protected. That's why thousands of military members trust Navy Mutual Life Insurance. Navy Mutual is nonprofit, providing current and former Navy, Marine, and Coast Guard families with life insurance, no sales fees, and no military service restrictions. Protecting members on active duty and beyond. Call 1-800-628-6011. 800-628-6011. NavyMutual.org. Insuring those who serve. Homeless veterans and their families are suffering and need our support, but many won't ask or don't know that help is within reach. Veterans Community Services is here to help. Amazingly, about 35% of the homeless in our neighborhoods are veterans with families. Low-income veterans or their friends are encouraged to contact Veterans Community Services and reach out for help with housing and other services. Call now, 800-974-9909. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Welcome back to the program, California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guests, uh, president and co-founder of Turnaround Arts California, Melissa Shriver. I'm sorry, we, we cut you off at the end of that last segment, Melissa. Uh, I, but I, I believe that you were uh, uh, saying that, uh, that art therapy uh, uh, can heal the cognitive functions of the brain, is, uh, something like that. Is that uh... Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And, and I think that you know, when we think about how much fear is involved in education and around testing, you know, it, it makes the case even more strongly that, you know, integrating the arts and including the arts in a, in a whole child kind of um, broad-based curriculum is, is really healing and I think it helps the students perform better on tests, but also in life. 
Well, that's and that's why we, we, we kind of want to we want to go over this because you look at art as not as so much an enrichment subject, but as a foundational subject, something that should be uh, infused into every every school lesson, uh, every hour, every day. Is that about is that about right? I think that I think it should be integrated as much as it can be just in terms of the, what the learning science is telling us now is that, you know, if you're not emotionally involved in the topic, you're not learning. So I was saying, you know, I, I remember the things in elementary school that I made. I don't remember the things I memorized for tests and making things, whether you're making a, a science project or something about civics or something about American history, making things is what you remember. And that just, that's arts integration. Yeah, I still have, you know, we talked about this the other day, and then I found a thing that I made in like kindergarten or first grade. It's a relief map of California with, with the clay or whatever we were using and all the different areas painted a different color. And that, that clay or whatever it is, it's pretty good because it's lasted, you know, decades, and I, and I still have it at my house. And so you're absolutely right about that. That's what I decided to save after, after all of that. None of my lessons, uh, but, but the thing that I made. And, and, and Turnaround Arts, you've... Uh, uh, you know, you, you, you're in a Linwood uh, School District at Abbott Elementary. You're in Paramount Unified at Zamboni Middle School. Uh, last week we had uh, uh, Claudia Zuniga from the Warren Lane Academy in, in Inglewood, which I, I believe is an alumni school now. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you know, you function with a, a, a sort of a multi-tiered approach. It begins at the top, I believe, with support from the principal. Uh, it's infused every day in the classroom by the teacher. Regional art organizations are brought in. And, 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 and then also uh, uh, you've got the celebrity artists that come in a couple of times and talk with the kids. Uh, each tier is a complement to the others. Let's, can you, we discuss just a little bit about uh, how all of this works? Because uh, to, to get this accomplished, you must have a lot of help. <laughs> to, yeah, to... it takes a village for sure. You know, and I think that you know, there's a new Wallace Foundation study out on the importance of principals in school transformation. So we focus a lot on our principals. Um, they have to approve us coming into the school uh, initially, as does the district superintendent. But we do you know, principal gatherings. We bring our principals together across the state to talk, you know, we have newer schools, we have um, alumni schools, and sometimes our senior principals, you know, are very helpful to the newer principals coming in who have never done work like this. Um, we do a lot of teacher professional development because the teachers, you know, especially in elementary, that's our, that's our targeted uh, space. And so, you know, we have we have arts leadership teams we form on each site, which includes a teacher from each grade level and an arts teacher, an arts specialist that the district hires. And then also we bring in our teaching artists and regional coaches. We hire nonprofits all across the state so that they are on the ground every week in our schools doing the work. And then we're part of a rising tide. We're not kind of... Um, you know, competing with all these local nonprofits for funding, we run a very lean team. We have three employees and we have no rent, thanks to Frank Gehry, who's given us our office space. So you can see that all the money that goes into our, our bank account goes out into the programs at each site. And, um, you know, and the things that the state of California is measuring, you know, for the LCFF uh, money and the LCAP plans that each district designs, we target each of those 
parent engagement, student engagement. You know, we, we're looking at those indicators because we know our principals want to be successful and they're being measured by their districts on moving those indicators up. And so we see increasement in enrollment and better attendance and decreases in suspension rates. And so we see the things that the principals are looking for and, of course, test scores, which, you know, I, I don't know how we're ever going to get off of the focus on test scores. Um, but at least we're, we're making uh, improvements in literacy and numeracy as well. You know, I uh, you know want to uh, applaud you on all this uh, you know aspect here, uh, Melissa. And I'm going to go back to something we talked about in the first segment, which is so uh, critical. And again, you know, I'm fortunate to have been on a whole bunch of continues set on boards, junior achievement, and classroom of the future foundation. That is, you know, just a laser beam under what you're talking about. And I think it's incumbent upon what you, uh, what you're doing. You're already doing it, being such a great champion. Uh, and of course, Frank and everybody else has been involved in this. And uh, you know, and the first lady, you know, uh, kicking this off, uh, both first ladies, the one in D.C. and the one in California. Um, but until we really get the pitchforks out there by um, the parents and groups like you to say, we need to really look at how we evaluate um, and measure the success of what's going on in education. You hit the nail on the head on this. You know, um, the test scores are a measure, and I think it should be a very small measure. To me, the measure is, is the kid engaged? Is the kid coming to school now? Um, is the kid improving in reading? Maybe he's now reading in the eighth grade level, even though he's in the 11th grade, but he grew f- four levels because he's uh, passionate now. Is he not truant anymore? I mean, those are true measures of success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when I look at test scores or even SAT scores, for that matter, everybody now, I mean, pretty widely recognizes that those are more indicative of the zip code the child lives in. Those are more, they're better indicators of the parent's wealth than the capacity or potential of that student. Yeah, there's no question about it. So let me ask you this. What can our listeners do uh, to help support uh, your efforts? And I think it's so critical that they do that. Well, I think parents, you know, should always be trying to attend the school board meetings because that's where the rubber hits the road, right? (laughs) You know, the the school board is making a lot of decisions. And if they have 50 parents come in and say, hey, guess what? In, In the neighboring district that's wealthier, their kids get this. Why do our kids not get this? You know, it, it, they should demand it as an equity issue. And, you know, because of the local control funding formula in our state and the way that's kind of monitored, you know, parents have a loud voice in this. And, you know, you have to get up and go to the school board meeting, but that's very important. That's one of the ways we utilize our cultural influencers, our artists who visit the schools. Oftentimes, we'll ask them to pen an op-ed in a local paper. We've had our artists go and testify at, like, Joint Committee on the Arts hearings in Sacramento or local hearings. We're always trying to advocate, and you need a grass top strategy, which is using the cultural influencers, and a grass, you know, kind of grassroots strategy with parents. And parents are the most potent advocates and who wants to fight harder for your own child. Right. And I'm going to add one more group in there, the the students themselves. You know, those students that have now got a voice um, that they may not have had before, um, and they've they've been using the arts and all this business, uh, they can be pretty powerful with that parent standing right next to them. Good point. Excellent point. We've had students go and perform at school board meetings. 
Kevin? Yes. Well, you know, I get a little starstruck. Um, I know that at Zamboni Middle School. Well, no, it, it's true. Uh, uh, you know, when, the, when I heard, wow, they're bringing in uh, Chad Smith, the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, I, I really kind of wanted to sneak over there and just, you know, kind of just be, you know, like, because that's like basically my, my growing up, that, those bands, that type of music. And, uh, and so uh, I don't know, how, how do you get the... the did you have like a Rolodex or, or some type of file? How do you get these, these uh, big-name celebrities to come and join you? And, and we've got about a minute and a half, uh, Melissa. Just okay, yes, we don't want to cut you off again. I'm sorry. I'll go no. quick. Um, you know, some of these artists came from the President's Committee on the Arts and the Humanities, including Chad Smith. He was an original from 2011. And others, you know, that, that's kind of the benefit of having Frank Gehry because Frank picks up the phone and calls his buddy David Hoffney and says, hey, I want you to do this. You know, and then they do it. But I would say that most of these artists feel indebted to the art teachers they had, including Chad Smith. And um, so it's easy to get these artists to come and visit a school. You know, we're not asking them for money. We're asking them to come and motivate young people. And I think that's mutually beneficial and exciting. Yeah, and, and what they have to say, and I know what, what Chad talked about was like, listen, if there wasn't a band program when I was in school, I don't know where I would have ended up. And I, and I think that is, uh, you, you can talk to a lot of artists, and that's exactly uh, what they're going to tell you. As long as somebody is supporting them and, and giving them this reason to do things, um, you don't know what you can accomplish. You can accomplish almost anything. For example, putting together a program like Turnaround Arts California, which, uh, which, which you and Frank have, have managed to do. We have about 30 seconds, Melissa. Uh, uh, can you, is there anything that you could want to say here at the end about, about the program and arts in general? I would just say that I'm so grateful, you know, for the education I received in California, which was rich in the arts. Um, I still have the dinosaur I made out of clay in second grade in Mr. Kinter's class <laughs> in Alhambra. So, you know, I, I'm great, very grateful also to our funders, you know, who have taken, took a risk on us as a startup in California. But I'm well, just grateful. That, well, you know, you are, thank you so much for coming on. This has been illuminating. Uh, 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 Melissa Schreiber of Turnaround Arts California, president and co-founder here on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew. And we're going to be right back with another great story right after these messages. Stay tuned. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. 
add us to your lunch routine, and we'll give you a meal for your mind. Donate cash, furniture, clothes, and other gently used household items to Father Joe's Villages and get a nice tax break in April. Every donation is tax deductible. Believe you can make a difference. Be Father Joe. Go to neighborhood.org or call 1-800-HOMELESS to donate today. Nowadays, Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the Internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's E-S-E-T dot com. On the Internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 